I know I don't know much about you. But racing through my head, all thoughts about you. Yeah, you know I never try to hurt you. You know, and I hate to see you go. Yeah, I got something to say. Wishful thinking, babe. Thirty. 29. <laughs> Welcome to the Pod Chat Show. I'm your host uh, with the most, Roger Branstetter. I'm here broadcasting live. Well, I mean, it's live right now. Uh, when you hear it, it won't be live. Uh, from Madison, Wisconsin, I'm here uh, connecting Google Hangouts with my boys, a couple of the realest dad humor loving boys out there. Uh, my pals, Jordan Smith and Quinny Kaiser. Say what up, guys. What up, guys? What up? <sighs> Dang it. Uh, we're here to chat about some current events, uh, keeping our, our finger on the pulse of the zeitgeist. I'll be running down a list of a few topics that most of you, I'd say, uh, if, if you're following us, probably kept up on, on Twitter, on news sites, other social platforms. Uh, and we're going to share some of our thoughts, perhaps discuss some things. Um, first up, we had some breaking news as of about a half hour prior to this podcast recording. Uh, we had Donald Trump's lawyer, uh, the esteemed Michael Cohen. Esteemed is a long shot there. Look, <laughs> we all know his name. He's, uh, I guess he told AP, he told someone or New York Times he, Michael Cohen, Trump's personal attorney, personally delivered $130,000 to Stormy Daniels out of his own coffers. Um, and the context surrounding this is that Stormy Daniels is a, an actress of sorts in porn, and uh, Donald Trump uh, had sex with her. So what do you guys think about this, this news that's come out? I think I eventually get... these guys are just lying to us so much that they're just like, well, just keep on stacking lie on top of lie until the original lie just gets completely buried by these other lies. And it's really dumb and ridiculous. And if Michael Cohen paid 130 grand out of his own money, then he's either a super good friend or a super stupid friend. And I don't think it matters who paid her off. The point is she was paid off. Yeah, that's a fair point. This uh, might fall under the um, bros before hoes rule, uh, just given that if he's that good of a friend that he's willing to give $130,000 to her, just, you know, because, uh, I don't know. Quinn, you, you got any thoughts? Yeah, they're playing 3D chess, and <laughs> we, we don't know what their next move is, so I think we shouldn't rush to judgment. Um, that was the second joke I was going to go with. The first joke I was going to go with was that... Um, Michael Cohen walked $130,000 to Stormy Daniels. Donald Trump threw paper towel at Puerto Ricans. Who's the real American hero? God. I, I think would, it's... Oh, go ahead, man. Oh, I was going to say, I would say that if they were playing three-dimensional chess, they might actually be doing so, but only because they don't even know what they're doing. So... They so... I, I was recently um, on drugs and looking at a 3D chessboard, and I didn't quite understand how it works. Um, so I can't, I feel like I'm smarter than Donald Trump, and I, I don't know how he would know how to play 3D chess, I guess is my point. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Well, look at it this way. There was a story not too long ago where Donald Trump had like, pledged a certain amount of money like of his own cash to help fund his campaign and he literally he didn't put in the amount he said he would and it was just like a super bare minimum possible and the rest was actually from donation or super packs or whatever the hell so the fact that if he actually had michael cohen pay 130 dollars of michael cohen's money like how much of a grifter is Donald Trump at this point that he's making other people pay for his dirty, disgusting mistakes. You know what uh, Robert Mueller's got to do is um, check Donald Trump's Venmo history. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's that snap cash. 
Yeah, if you see a bunch of emojis with like lightning bolts and clouds, that's for Stormy Daniels. Surprise. We're using the Cash App now. We're not using the other apps. <laughs> Do you think Donald Trump knows how to use an app? Uh, he knows other than Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, see? Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's fair. There's I... a strong chance that he actually logs into the internet through his phone and goes to Twitter.com, <laughs> and that's how he does it. you got to start at Google. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it's... Phone, please go to Google.com. <laughs> so, I mean, this entire story just seems like it's just bold, just bald-faced lying. You're You're just making stuff up to make improper stuff seem more proper. But even if Michael Cohen is paying this porn star, that's still really bad. <laughs> it's your personal attorney. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like I said before, either way, it doesn't matter. You're still paying off a porn star for your affair. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just really dumb and sketchy. And I think, honestly, they're just trying to bury the real lead of the week, which is... I was going to say, jumping from it's dumb and sketchy to <laughs> stupid and really sketchy. Uh, ra- Transition. <laughs> Wait, I, I got one quick note. Um, not to, to harp on the 3D chess, 3D chess too much, but I do think it begs the question, why would a personal lawyer pay out of his own pocket this money? Um, I mean, we, we know that Trump isn't the best at paying his bills, but like what else is he hiding or what dirt does someone have on this lawyer i just think it, it should at least be explored uh, well, a don't little we bit are, don't we already know that this money was paid out of shell corporation yeah i mean we we like know it's else. not and any look this is true in in like accounting and consulting as well there's a it's expensive. I'm sorry. <laughs> Freak off, buddy. No, uh, it's it, you can expense it to the client. That's you can do that with what meals and hotel stays, and uh, if you have to pay someone off. I I know I studied something about like there is a such thing as a legal bribe that you can account for, but whatever. <laughs> So, so, skipping from dumb and sketchy to really dumb and really sketchy, uh, Rob Porter, uh, White House guy, uh, who apparently just punches women just <laughs> willy-nilly. Uh, so that that came out this week that uh, the White House pretty much knew for almost a year that he's a domestic, a serial domestic violence uh fan and just kept it under wraps i i think one of you guys can probably elaborate a little bit further on this well wasn't the okay actually i don't i feel like we don't know how long the white house knew about michael porter's or michael porter robert porter's transgressions it was only that the fbi i believe they started doing their thing back in march of last year and they concluded or may maybe and they concluded their findings in like july and informed the white house but somehow this guy was still like on the staff and with the i believe the highest level of security clearance as well and uh as i'm sure people have heard on other podcasts or reading the news that it's actually extremely difficult and the vetting process is very tough for you to get a security clearance of that level and somehow they just rammed it through like they do with everything else yeah i believe was it last week their fill-in for um melissa mccarthy Huckabee sanders was raj uh who came in and and said that his mr porter's process was or his paperwork was still in process basically even though the fbi came out today and said that that process was complete in july um so at the very earliest that we can tell from that timeline they knew in july and just blatantly lied to us last week that his paperwork wasn't done yet because everything's running smoothly you know well, they lied to us yesterday, too, uh, I believe February 12th. I believe it was yesterday. 
they said that they hadn't made any motion on anything because the FBI wasn't done with their uh, with their investigation or whatever you want to call it, their vetting. And then the um, the FBI came out today with their timeline. They said, "Well, heck yeah, we were finished." And now there's like, "Oh, sorry, the White House." Uh, security briefing or whatever they weren't done with their internal vetting process so that's what really happened and they just keep on jumping from lie to lie hoping we forget about the first lie yeah and here's the thing like this is bad this isn't even like the worst thing going on right like this stupid internal stuff is like it seems like peanuts compared to like i don't know wanting to totally the budget was released this week this week and the White House wants to like get cut Medicaid significantly, cut ships significantly, amp up spending for the military. Uh, instead of the uh, chip program, they want to send out uh, essentially uh, like Blue Apron boxes, except they would, of course, not be as nice because it's, it's the Trump administration dealing with poor people. But this is so um, obviously bad. I mean, just from an optics standpoint, where you have this guy who has the highest security clearance who is a woman beater. It's insane. And I don't think anyone would, I, I can't even tell if it's, uh, I can't tell if it's a strategy of Donald Trump, but he, he tweeted kind of uh, tangentially to this um, about people's lives being shattered and destroyed by mere allegation and complaining about not having due process. And that just do, drew attention to this, and it seems like he wanted or it benefits him for the media and public's attention to be on this rather to be than to be on, uh, like, the horrendous things he's doing to the entire country. Yeah, yeah. there's, like, a thousand things happening at any given time over the past, like, week and a half, and somehow it's just... In any other administration, this would be absolute chaos. Like Jeff Sessions literally today said that we have to get back to like Anglo-Saxon rule of law with our police and our sheriffs. And I'm Does like, he even know what that means? I don't know what that means, but it obviously sounds a little bit like we need white sheriffs to do what they used to do and racist Keebler of Jeff Sessions. We already know. A quick word on those uh, food boxes that they want to give out. Remember what they gave the people of Puerto Rico after the hurricane? They got, like, Cheez-Its and some goddamn Baby Ruths. Like, yeah. imagine what these boxes are going to be, because we already know they hate poor people. So, Yeah, that so. doesn't even take into account, like, uh, just from experience working with uh, kids on the autism spectrum, working in homes, like, you have... Oftentimes a family may be living at the poverty line below the poverty line because they're also racked with medical bills and not that our healthcare system's doing a lot to assist in that. Um, but then on top of that, you may have a child or multiple children who have an eating disorder or a food allergy or um, a religious something that the family is unable to eat a certain product. I just cannot imagine this administration figuring out how to pull off feeding that many families and feeding them correctly properly and with enough nutrition to survive. And yeah. Thrive. Here's the thing. I couldn't even see like the Obama administration figuring that out and they had yeah. their shit together. I mean, no. this is, if you're going to solve the problem that chip is supposed to take care of with this solution, you need a team of hundreds of people to figure this out and you need demographic information. You need some sort of input from the end users. And the other thing that this solution, this is completely off topic. We veered into talking about Bert, uh, blue apron instead of uh, that douchebag Rob Porter, but the fuck the, Rob Porter. <laughs> Uh, okay. as a crew and a record label. The other thing is, if they're trying to like say this is going to save money and stimulate the economy, what the hell? You're just giving food out. At least with Chip, the money's going to grocery stores, and the stores have to pay people to check them out and stock the shelves and mop the aisles and, and get. And the 
corral the carts. For shipping on this. Uh, recently, Amazon announced that they're going to launch their own shipping campaign, which theoretically could drive the United States Postal Service out of business. Are we going to now be funding the entire United States Postal Service through this process? Uh, in did replacement you guys... of that. Sorry, did you guys see the uh, the Twitter thread by Annie Lowry asking questions about oh, what it means to be in this situation? Um, Was that just the thread of like 200 questions? Basically, yeah, I'm trying to get the thread. Yeah, to that's pop what up here. prompted me I to thought- like immediately. I thought of like all the families I've worked with and just the complete nightmare. Like, I've worked with kids who literally only could stand to eat potato based like french fries chips or like literally carbs and cheese items and that's how they survive but also like have a family who wants to eat a whole bunch of veggies and kale and yeah be cutting edge with their diet and there's just no way like it seems really odd for yeah i mean the there's who can eat what because um, at the end of the day that's what it is is the government making a choice for the family about what they're going to eat well, here's some questions from the thread um, at Annie Lowry, L-O-W-R-E-Y, if you want to go check it out. Uh, she didn't do a very good job of threading them, so you kind of have to go to her page. Uh, but what if you don't receive your box um, for one month? What if you're homeless? What if you don't have a place to receive mail? What if you move frequently? What if you have allergies? What if the box gets wet or animals get into it? What if your kid is a fussy eater? What if you're a fussy eater? What about the end of the month? Will the value be the same? What about the stores in your town? What about the fresh fruits and veggies? What if you don't have electricity or gas to cook? It's And we get down it to goes on like and on. religious restrictions and veganism and shit like that this is not a real solution and it seems like a very poor attempt at even trying to solve a problem that by the way chip is already taken care of and no it's not perfect and anyone who's on chip will say they wish they had more money and the amount the government gives them still does not allow them to get fresh vegetables for instead of um, processed foods but hey it's at least a start and it stimulates the economy so from this dark place, we're going to move on to, um, well, I don't know. We've uh, talked about a lot of dark stuff. Uh, that'll Fuck happen. Michael Porter. The silver lining is that budget plan will most likely get completely ripped apart and shot down. And, and as the Senate passed last week, um, I think basically their bipartisan bill agreements included funding for chip and a huge boost to uh, a couple other programs for children that I'm, I'm totally blanking on, but it ended up being, um, it made me feel really great. And I know um, a lot of people I work with were excited about what that meant for families. Um, so silver lining, the Trump budget plan is just, a plan and a hope, but I think it's also a great message for Democrats to, to run on and that this budget is literally what this campaign, like they can't lie in this budget. This is what they want. Yeah. This is essentially is a wish list. So uh, we can, we can delve into this perhaps on a different pod, but from this dark place, um, I don't know. It's made me want to have a drink. So uh, what are you guys sipping on during this podcast? This break is not brought to us by any breweries <laughs> right now, but maybe in the future, some uh, micro brew is going to want to sponsor us. Uh, we can name drop and perhaps even get some free beer. So uh, Quinny, are you sipping on something right now? Um, start with Jordan. I'll, I'll go to the fridge. I'll be right back. Hustle. <laughs> um. Yeah, not very interesting. I just have a Corona from a leftover Super Bowl party, so little, I am uh, being diesel in you, huh? Fiscally responsible right now. I see you found your beach. I did. I would actually like to find my beach in real life because uh, it is cold and wintry. But you know, what are you sipping on, Raj? Uh, so I have two lined up. I grabbed, uh, it's a collaboration between Surly Brewing out of Minneapolis and Kex Brewing out of Reykjavik in Iceland. It's a dry hopped sour beer with peaches added and it's pretty good. 
I probably won't buy it again. It probably is too expensive, but I don't know. It sounded really good when I bought it. Uh, and then the second one I have lined up is a Sierra Nevada Hop Bullet, which is a double IPA. I really think that Sierra Nevada always just makes really good IPAs. Speaking of dry back. hopped sour ales, oh, pulled shit. out the, the Sorry Chicky. Ooh. Uh, Early Oak Brewing Company in Berlin, Maryland. Dry hop sour ale, my favorite sour. I'm a, I'm a huge sour guy, and this one takes the cake. A little on the pricey side, but uh, sour ales are. I mean, they take a long time to get sour. So, well, now that, we've, now that we've so, all taken a sip, gotten refreshed, made our voices sound nice and, uh, nice and deep and manly again, we're going to move on from uh, the Trump regime to another internet douchebag, Logan Paul, who was it today or yesterday recently had his uh, ad revenue pulled or revoked. YouTube just said, we're not going to pay you anymore because he electrocuted a rabbit from what I understand. A rat. Uh, rat. Okay. Dead, dead rat, but a rat nonetheless. It was a, a mammal which was deceased, which he electrocuted like uh, Norman Bates and recorded it. What are your thoughts, guys? My thought is, thankfully, um, it took a while. <laughs> but uh, so happy that YouTube has suspended Logan Paul's ad revenue. Um, their reason for doing so was, uh, quote, uh, his recent pattern of behavior, um, even though I'm sure we can rip on YouTube and go through all of his video history and say, here's a red flag, here's a red flag, here's a red flag. <laughs> um, I'm glad that it stopped. I know, though, that seemingly it will never stop because he'll just continue to post YouTube videos and find a way to monetize his lifestyle uh, of just being a chill bro online, you know? Um, I just hope people don't watch his shit, and and that's all I really hope for, but it, it will never happen. Yeah, I'm thankful to have not have heard of Logan Paul until the Suicide Forest thing and i'm still not gonna watch any of his videos so this doesn't affect me a whole bunch but uh the whole being a dick on the internet thing seems to be the trend of the past year and a half um to the point where it can make you the president so um i don't know jordan do you have some th thoughts on uh logan paul and his electrocutions well look r.i.p to vine I I used to think some of his vines were pretty funny. Maybe it was because you only got like six seconds of content and then it was over, so you didn't have enough time to do anything that stupid. You can't electrocute but, a rat in six seconds. Yeah. I so when he first did like the the suicide forest thing, I was like, okay, wow, that was dumb. He saw something on uh out in the woods. Obviously they knew it was a suicide forest, but maybe he just acted a little bit uncomfortably and laughed when he saw the dead body or what have you. I don't know. Who knows? He came out and apologized. I was like, okay, cool. Whatever. He apologized. Hopefully he's turning over a new leaf. But then this shit happens and I'm like, clearly dude did not learn a thing because even if this rat, this animal is dead, like it is, super sick and weird and twisted that he would like use a taser to electrocute a, a dead animal. Like, I don't get where that is funny in any world or any sense. I mean, okay. Maybe you don't like rats. Maybe you think they're disgusting. Substitute that rat for a hamster. Is that a little bit more fucked up for you or is the rat good enough? Um, I used to work with a girl, uh, shout out to my girl, Gidget. She actually went to college at Ohio University the same time as Luke, or Luke, Logan Paul. <laughs> Apparently, he was just a big douchebag in college and is just a big douchebag now. So I don't see any sort of pattern of change from him and YouTube celebrities and fame in general is just kind of stupid, like 
go develop a real acting skill and come at me then. Yeah. Rant I, I over. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> my, my, my ears are burning from your, your hot takes. Got to get that mic hot. I, I got the YouTube uh, thing. I think that maybe is like a, the half generation below us gets a little more, but I don't get the whole how you can be a YouTube or a Vine star, really. It just seems like you're, it's a series of people just fucking around and just making funny videos, which we used to be like you'd go to College Humor and it's a whole troop of people that are doing this and making ad revenue off it, which I guess is the YouTube thing. But when you are finding yourself using a taser on a, a dead animal uh, for, I don't, for laughs, I guess it would have to be. It just doesn't, something's wrong. That's the sign of a psychopath. One of I go, several, but <laughs> uh, laughing be- at dead bodies is one. Uh, torturing animals is definitely another. Being a YouTube star might make the list pretty soon. I go to YouTube to watch movie trailers and old Lonely Island music videos, but that's about it. I'm not watching all these viral content makers who show you how to do sick makeup tutorials and are trying to make you laugh by saying real-life situations but making them funny. I, screw YouTube celebrities. They're done. Do you think it's a, an interesting piece of our culture um youtube celebrities um i'm sure at some point we've all recorded ourselves doing something stupid whether it be for for the vine or, or for a snapchat to send to your friends or maybe uh some folks uh have been in some youtube videos themselves i don't i'm not going to point myself out right now but you know maybe there's things out there um look up quite say hamster that, uh, on youtube <laughs> in this day and age um, we are asking young adults to grow up extremely f- fast, one might say, um, because this content gets out there so far, but also this content becomes um, open to viewing by anyone below your age group, like Logan Paul and people Logan Paul's age. I don't know. I'm assuming he's our age younger than us. Um, someone is watching that content and generally it's probably someone younger than him who isn't quite as mature. Um, he's 22. Then, so he's as mature he's as we younger. were. At like, I, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> and I just think it's becomes really tricky in that. I mean, you could probably have found this content like, I don't know, on like an HBO platform at some point in the 90s and people doing really dumb shit that now we'd watch and be like that was clearly stupid and uh that's what this is going to become but we as a society is what the point i'm trying to get is that we as a society are falling behind and not quite understanding all of the wreckage that things like logan paul are leaving and and things like logan paul are leaving are called maggots, I think. Um, and we need to figure out a way to kind of reclaim our our honor and, and innovation and have a standard. Yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be really hard to regulate all this. I mean, this is sort of a cat's out of the bag situation. Not in that like some secret is out, but... I mean, YouTube is out there, and I mean, Vine was out there, and I'm sure there's going to be something like it soon. And uh, I think Vine 2 there is, is coming. Yeah, Vine yeah. 2 is coming. So, I mean, we just need to have some sort of cultural reckoning where there's, I don't know, like, just like norms, I guess, social norms. And I, mean, I think it, those can only be. really be developed with time, like, if like on on the highway, if someone changes lanes and doesn't signal, you're like, what, what an asshole. So maybe at some point in the future, after enough iterations and years that YouTube has existed, someone will put out some video of them, whatever, punching a dead rat, and you'll be, just be like, what an asshole, and they won't get views. But until then, I don't know that there's a lot that we can do other than just not looking at these videos and not giving people like Logan Paul the time of day. 
Well, True. I like the I like the point that Quinn made about the the shifting culture that we're in, especially with the likes of like YouTube and social media, because we're in like this super bizarre world in that like you you do things now for the likes and the upvotes and by extension when you like or upvote or share somebody's thing then that somehow reflects well on you because you're the one that's being like this supportive really uh really good person i you're just gassing up everybody at every chance you get. And like, that's cool in a way because we should be supportive of each other. We should uh, definitely have each other's back when somebody's trying to do something creative or unique or different. But at the same time, it's like, you know, not everything deserves a like, like not every selfie on Instagram should have 600 likes on it because it looks like the other five selfies that you took like we should be a little bit more selective with who we're building up and who we're giving props to because eventually you get in a situation like logan paul where he just feels like he can do anything for likes and i know he's got this like posse of internet followers and i think they call themselves the low gang and come on (laughs) It's kind of ironic because low is pretty much the standard that they're set at. And oh. <laughs> here all damn day. But, uh, <laughs> dad jokes. But yeah, you know, I I think that's the, the reckoning we need to have soon is that we have to be a little bit more selective with who we're praising and who we're giving the likes to. And you see it at all levels. You see Donald Trump, he probably feels super good that his tweets get like 60,000 retweets, but a lot of it is just retweeting him saying, or people saying, look at this fucking idiot. Look at him tweet this dumb shit that doesn't make any sense or that's a blatant lie, but he doesn't see that. He just sees one more retweet. So, yeah, end of rant. I'm ranting yeah. a lot today. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's... Corona does that. <laughs> It's a Tuesday. That'll happen. Uh, I, I feel like maybe at some point, if there's like some sort of like rationing on likes or retweets or something, maybe that would make people be a little bit more sparing. But at that point, you're also the entire point of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram is like for people to share their life. And if you can't show that you actually genuinely like something, on whatever the 30th or the 29th of a month that you would definitely like on the second. I don't know if that, this is a dumb idea. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> I, so, I, I've got one final wrap up on that. I, I think we've already demonstrated as a culture that we are at the point where we need to go back to your car analogy, a seatbelt, or um, I don't really want to legislate the internet, but some kind of throttle um, to, dial us back um we've proven quite clearly that we aren't very good at the internet as a society uh fake news is rampant i i got an email uh recently from twitter saying that i retweeted a a robot um and i'm an idiot is basically what the email said and here are some tips on how to look for a a fake account you're a sheep Um, quinn (laughs) and I, i think at some point, though, we have these huge media companies, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I don't Instagram is probably one, like a part of one of those. Um, I think Facebook maybe. But at some point, we are just allowing these huge companies, not to get too Marxist here, but we're just allowing these huge companies to make all kinds of executive decisions and maybe even let's... Um, code make all these decisions for us and i mean people hate the new snapchat and instagram um codes that are putting things in weird orders um at some point we'll have to rein that all in a little bit or we're going to just end up with a society of low gangs that sounds like a dystopian movie and speaking of movies uh (laughs) Straight from the segue department. Paddington, too. <laughs> we're, we're, 
<laughs> we're going to talk about some uh, some movies uh, that either we're excited to see or that are nominated for Oscars and possibly crossovers of both. I'm going to throw it to Jordan because I know you have something you want to get off your chest in this department. Oh, hell yeah. I am super excited this weekend to go out and see Black Panther uh, starring the great biopic actor Chadwick Boseman directed by my dog Ryan Coogler super super excited about it. I'm always already hearing that it is one of the top if not the top Marvel movie that they've produced to date uh, just in terms of story and what it means uh, just it's great because everything that I've seen and read up on it there was a great piece um, I believe in the undefeated about it um, where most of the crew along with the cast was African-American. And there's like two white actors in the movie, uh, Andy Serkis and um, uh, Martin Freeman. And I just think it's great. You know, I mean, we've had Falcon on the big screen. We've had Blade. Blade is somewhat of a superhero movie but i think in this in this new culture of movies where you know every other blockbuster is pretty much a superhero movie it'll be great for people to be able to well for a wider audience i should say a different audience to be able to look up at that movie screen and be like hey that looks like me like that is somebody that i could be for halloween it's kind of like how wonder woman was last year or how daisy ridley you know being the new jedi hero that we deserve um i just think it'll be great i can't wait to go see black panther i've been listening to the album all week and i'm gassing myself up for it yeah i'm super stoked uh for black panther as well um primarily uh because it's another Marvel movie, and I, I'm a sucker. I, I really like good movies, like quote-unquote good movies, and then there's also like these movies that are not necessarily like quote-unquote quote films, but that are uh, just popcorn movies, I guess. Those are my um, favorite kind of movies. Yes, we we know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is definitely one that I'm very excited to see. Um, the soundtrack has got me really hyped to be completely honest. Kendrick Lamar outdid himself um, again, because that's apparently all that he knows how to do. Um, and I mean, just Black Panther was probably the coolest character, maybe because no one really, he wasn't really in the zeitgeist, I guess, when um, Captain America Civil War came out but he seemed like the most badass hero in that movie. And for that, I am excited to see black Panther. Uncut. Have you guys, have you guys heard the movie big shot from Kendrick Lamar and Travis Scott off the uh, black Panther album? Yes. I put it on, but didn't really look at album or uh, song titles, but I uh, liked the entire thing. Big shot is the, the most for the culture song on the entire album. I love it. I really liked, um, to con contradict myself, I really liked X a lot. Mm -hmm. I was jacked listening to it. I was doing my crossword puzzle and started doing it faster when that <laughs> song came on. <laughs> Whips the pencils, grabs the sharpies. Here we go. Handwriting declined <laughs> rapidly. Quinny, do you have any movies uh, that you are excited to see or Oscar y shit you want to discuss? Um, I mean, Black Panther, yes, absolutely. I am. Uh, I recently did some diving through um, movie previews and found myself actually really looking forward to uh, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Um, going into this Oscar season, I could have cared less about it, but that preview kind of low-key got me really interested. Um, beyond that, I watched Lady Bird last weekend. Just shout out, you know, had to a, had a jump in with Saoirse. Even had to learn how to pronounce her name. Sir just, uh, just to keep the love Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, thoroughly enjoyed it and am looking forward to talking about that deeper on an Oscars pod. Um, the Shape of Water is, still has my interest just because I think it's going to be weird. Um, Fish sex. I'm so <laughs> in for weird shit. 
And to be honest, the one I'm most hyped about um, is I, Tanya. It looks like so much fun. Um, Margot Robbie uh, apparently kills it in that movie and, and nominated for supporting actress Allison Janney. Uh, also crushes it. I have to say, though, Laurie Metcalf and Lady Bird, um, also from Roseanne, um, the sister to Roseanne, if you are a an old sitcom buff. Roseanne um, head? Laurie Metcalf <laughs> rocking Lady Bird as, as a mother figure, so I'm excited to see how that dynamic plays out in I, Tanya. But to be honest, the, the previews and what I'm reading kind of reminds me of The Wolf of Wall Street and Jordan Belfort's story of some buffoonery and um, ridiculousness and maybe some truth stretched out a little bit, but it's a movie, so it's going to be a blast. So Does Will Smith have a cameo in I, Tanya? Uh, <laughs> or, or like a, a small role? Does he show up on a billboard somewhere? I, I'm sorry, I just thought Margot Robbie and Will Smith had to do all their movies together. <laughs> Contractually, he probably is. Keep your eyes peeled when you're watching. He's there somewhere. Easter eggs. Uh, I so that was I, an iRobot joke, actually, and not an iTanya joke. <laughs> Jesus. There's another connection. So I'm pretty excited to see iTanya as well um, for different reasons. I like Allison Janney. Uh, she's my goat. I loved her primarily from the West Wing, but um, she's also been good in other stuff um she was in 10 things i hate about you as the what, vice principal something she's just a really good actress i like her a lot um what i don't necessarily like about i tanya is the junket that they've been doing with the press where tanya harding is on the red carpet like she is very clearly we know that she's the villain we should not be glorifying her <laughs> We shouldn't be letting her on the red carpet. And while she is very captivating, it she's captivating for the same reason that like Bernie Madoff is. Like we know he's the bad guy. Nancy yeah, Kerrigan should be getting some press right now. Oh, absolutely. This is, weird. Tanya Harding has played out the remaining um years of her life since this um I don't know, pipe accident. She's pipe played dream. perfectly. Um <laughs> to get positive press. Um just as long as we're on some Oscar subjects. On that Oscar shit. I just want to note that um, maybe it's the, the women's march and, and women's movements recently, but uh, I'm paying a little more attention to the leading actress race than the leading actor race. Um, it is a loaded class for the females. Obviously, you have Meryl Streep, but Saoirse, uh, Margot, and... Sally Hawkins in The Shape of Water apparently uh, was also pretty, pretty good. <laughs> uh, I love the curb. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't really know who the favorite is. Obviously, anytime Meryl Streep does something, she's going to be nominated. But I think Saoirse has inertia, so what are you going to do? <laughs> That was really dumb. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I'm wow. I can't believe you just made that joke. Sorry, guys. Uh, so terrible. I, I think the the things I'm most looking forward to seeing that I have not yet viewed would be Ladybird, uh, Phantom Thread, uh, The Post, primarily because Steven Spielberg is a personal hero to me and uh, father figure. <laughs> J.K. Uh, and um, I say Shape of Water. Uh, no, but no. Yeah, so I want to see that because it's weird. And if you know me, you know that I like weird movies, and that seems like it's right up my alley. Do you think it's going to be like weird in a way that Avatar was weird? And like at the moment when we watched Avatar for the first time in theaters, we we're all like, "Oh wow, this is amazing!" And now, if you rewatch Avatar, you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is trash." <laughs> this is James Cameron. <laughs> Nah, I think it's going to be weird in the way that when you watch a CGI water monster having sex with a woman, weird is what I think. Well, spoiler. spoiler alert. So We talked for, about Stormy Daniels already. <laughs> for whatever reason in high school in Spanish class, we watched, <laughs> we watched Pan's Labyrinth in Spanish like four or five times. Well, yeah, that's yeah, the only I, Spanish I, departments you could afford to buy. 
I, I don't know, if, and that's also, of course, directed by Guillermo del Toro. I don't know if it was because it was in Spanish, so I was only, like, halfway paying attention. But <laughs> that that one just seemed a little odd. I like, I know it's, like, a cult classic now, but that was weird, and I feel like The Shape of Water is going to be similar. It, I don't know. GDT just has a weird thing with monsters and making them not just like uh, like he did in pacific rim where the monsters are just the clear antagonist but making them characters which i don't know i'm i'm a little bit skeptical on the shape of water actually working for me yeah that's it yet to be seen uh as we approach march 4th the night of the oscars uh i'm sure we can record another pod and i'm pretty positive that we all will have seen more movies by then probably uh statistically we might have uh maybe if we um if we split up gang we might be able to watch them all but i if if we we can get an amazon prime account when they come out on digital streaming yeah, I, it's going to be tough to see them all at this point just because there's not that many days left, I think 18 days, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. So as we're getting near the end of the podcast, we're going to do a little a little in or out. I want you guys to tell me whether you're in or out on the Enema style. Yeah, that's gross. On the following <laughs> stuff. So in or out, new Snapchat, Jordan. I'm so fucking out on the new Snapchat. <laughs> I hate it so much. I don't get it. It's confusing to me. And I, I don't know. It's it's dumb. Snapchat, don't broke or don't fix what ain't broke. Broken. Quinn, in or out, new Snapchat. <laughs> um, you know, I love taking uh, less than popular opinions, so I am I'm out. I don't really care though. I don't use Snapchat <laughs> very much. Um yeah. but I'll be out for the same reason that Jordan stated. It was fine. I didn't need this in my life. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to join both of you guys. I'm out. It seems like uh, they replaced the stories thing with just their own content tab, so it's a way for them to push more video that none of us actually give a shit about. And I don't want to know Kylie Jenner's baby's name. In or out, Jordan. <laughs> Valentine's <laughs> Day as a concept. As a concept? Yeah, why not? See, in or out, think, Valentine's Day, actual thing. <laughs> well, I, I'm in on Valentine's Day because I don't think it's that bad to have a, a day where it's just kind of universally known you're supposed to share your your thoughts and your feelings and your money with somebody that you care about. I get that some people think it's just a corporate holiday, but to me that's something stupid like sweetest day that was just invented like 10 years ago so i can i can buy valentine's day because it's i don't know history sake maybe saint valentine i don't know i don't think it's that old to be completely honest uh do you have dinner plans or are you going out um so since valentine's day is ridiculously on a wednesday this year best day of the um, week hump day. We're, <laughs> hey there we go um i mean we're just doing like presents and candy and then on friday we're going to dinner and then we're going to see motherfucking black panther what what burr, 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 burr. Burr. quinn in or out valentine's day is a concept in on the Nick Offerman style of Valentine's Day, where you write your own card and deliver that as your gift. Nice. In or out Valentine's Day in practice. Out. I spend way too much money on gifts that uh, didn't we just have like a holiday and New Year's and like I could use like another month and a half to two months um, of gift giving. Make um, her earn it. Uh, what are you doing for dinner? <laughs> Um, I am, uh, I think, uh, leftovers, actually. Ooh, some very romantic. Chicken with some broccoli. Well, you win some, you lose some, I guess. In or out for me. Uh, I, I, Valentine's Day as a concept makes a lot of sense. Showing the person that you're with affection uh, in the form of gifts, flowers, chocolates, uh, fancy cooking, overspending on ingredients, is a in concept a good thing in practice uh, i am already paying for a lot of shit 
already. And as Quinn said, uh, Christmas was not that long ago. If this was perhaps um, in one of the dead zones of the year for um, for holidays, like a, a May, perhaps early May or a late August, something, some time where we're not really doing other stuff, uh, I could be a little bit more into it. But it also, it's not that old as a holiday. Um, I I don't have the specific date, but I know that it was not this thing from uh, prehistoric times where we <laughs> celebrated Valentine's Day. It's it's pretty recent, I think 1900s, um, as a way to move greeting cards and uh, shitty candy hearts. In or out, Jordan, Fifty Shades of Grey, the franchise. Um, I, I think we're officially out over here. Um, last year for Valentine's Day, me and Jacqueline went to go see uh, the second one in the series because that's just what she wanted to do. But this year, even she's out on it. She's like, you know what? I'll wait for that to come out on digital download or Redbox or something. And I'm like, yes, motherfucking Black Panther. <laughs> Fire. Fire. <laughs> uh, Quinny, in or out, Fifty Shades. I am... I'm in, man. There's some pretty iconic scenes flying in that helicopter. That soundtrack is amazing. Um, I haven't seen it. I've only seen that scene. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen any of the <laughs> any of the trilogy yet? Um, we watched like three minutes the other day. Um, well, I turned it on as a joke because I, I know that my significant other wishes okay. to see it. And was and in the other room, out. and I saw it on, so I turned it on. And then she came running out to watch it, and I said, oh, it's in the middle. We'll have to watch it another time. Um, probably this weekend. So full recap coming next week. I'll probably Turns be out three minutes I of all you stuff. need. Come on. <laughs> I love a good, good uh, love story. Is it anything like The Bachelor? Uh, in and out for me for Fifty Shades. I'm out. Uh, I was out as soon as uh, Christian Grey in the first one, which I watched on one Valentine's Day, halfway as a joke while eating homemade pan pizza when he said, I don't make love. I fuck. I was done. I was out because that's such a great line. It's not believable. Um, uh, in or out, Jordan. HQ trivia or things like it. I super enjoy trivia. I get there was like a little uproar like a, a week or two ago because it was found out that Peter Thiel was a partial investor in HQ trivia. But guess what? Peter Thiel is also an investor in Facebook. Are you going to quit Facebook? No. Who's that? Uh, Peter Thiel, the the hedge fund guy. He's That's all you needed to say. Oh, That's okay. fine. <laughs> He's the weird guy that died in Silicon Valley. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... The HBO series, not real life. The I, he died in real life, and they had to write him out of the show. R.I.P. Weekend at Bernie style. <laughs> anyway, sorry. But, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm in on trivia, and, yeah, I have no qualms. Quinny, in or out HQ trivia or its uh, lookalikes? So I downloaded HQ Trivia last week because uh, my significant other had it, and I was very uh, wanting to play and select my own answers. Downloaded it and uh, enjoyed it. I'm not sure why they have a chat feature. Uh, seemed pretty pointless. Um, but it was very fun. I learned um, some things that I've now forgotten, and now I uh, uninstalled the app. So... Oh, Jesus. That sounds like you're out. <laughs> <laughs> I I mostly, yeah, I don't know why. I just got kind of sick of it, but it was really fun. And I think it just kind of got weirded out that I had this app and this man was talking to me every night at exactly 9 p.m. Yeah, somehow he reminds me of you. Uh, anyway, in or out for me for HU Trivia. Uh, I'm in because I love trivia. Everyone who knows me knows this. I went and played trivia alone last night and won. Humble break. And uh, I, I like HQ Trivia just because it's real money. Have I you guess. won in it? No. It's, it's, it's hard. Super fun. It's, really, it's really hard and really fun. I did enjoy it. 
Yeah, so the thing about HQ is the chat feature completely ruins it. Uh, it's literally only people typing Trump 2020 like over and over, and then Trump sucks, and it's dumb. I, I don't I hate the chat, but I like the trivia, and I wish the host was a little less hosty. I don't know. He seems like how I'm trying to be on this. Like I'm trying <laughs> to be like overly polite and nice and like bubbly, but he just like is getting paid to do it, and that's so fucking much. It talks about like a minute too long at the intro. Oh, yeah. and I think that's why I um, ended up disabling. And I was just like, you know what? And that's the thing, man. I go in and I get like, I get the notification at 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. Central Time. And I'll like go in at 8.04 because I don't want to listen to his dumbass speak. He does not say anything intelligent. And then he calls us HQDs and I get a weird boner. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a trivia crack truther. Oh my my guys. Remember that game? It was too easy. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a draw with friends kind of guy. <laughs> oh, uh here's an in or out. Um well, not really an in or out in or out. This is more current events. I texted you guys about that game Fortnite, and it's free to play right now. Have either of you played it or witnessed someone playing it or heard someone talking about Fortnite, the free to play PS4 game? Um, I've heard people talking about it and tweeting about it. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster, in particular. Um, <laughs> Team I, I'm kind of out though. Like I'm, I'm good with one shooting video game, and in fact, I actually own two shooting video games. You count two K eighteen, right? Oh yeah, Halo One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really care too much about video game trends unless you tell me about them, Roger. Here I am. <laughs> Quinny, have you either heard or played or seen? I have heard and seen, but not played nor downloaded because I'm too lazy to direct the control pad to where I need to go to download. Um, but I'm in. It looks like a blast, and uh, I like the concept of just having to survive basically I, I don't i'm sure you could explain it a little more in depth but in fact i can i'm in on uh on fortnite it's pretty fun so when i talked about being a little bit um buzzed earlier uh, my friend and i were playing this game on ps4 fortnite and he said it's free to play so you just download it and you can play and it's you can spend more money if you like it and i don't really know what the deal is right now like if it's in like a beta mode or what we can spend more money if you want different stuff but you like airdrop onto this island with a hundred other players and then it's just a free-for-all and the last one wins and then there's a storm that closes down in on you so it forces everyone closer to each other which is sort of needed if there's a hundred players on this island but it's pretty fun. Uh, it's not like this really high skill bar um, to play it. I definitely have gotten a few kills, but like if you watch the players who kill you uh, continue moving towards the safe zone, you can see their strategy is drastically different than anything that any new person would ever use. Um, I don't know. It's interesting, and I, I really like that it's free just as a cheap person. Get her out. Does it take two weeks to complete, though? What? Does it take two weeks to complete a level? I don't think so. Or what are you referring to? Because it's called Fortnite. Oh. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In or out, Jordan Smith, Winter Olympics. I'm out on the Winter Olympics. I honestly don't care. Um, I, I think a lot of it might have to do with me being out on... A lot of the events having to do with like Slide. judge judgment scoring, and I think like a lot of judgment scoring could be arbitrary. Like I think uh, boxing has like the same issue with that, where sometimes rounds can be disputed too easily. Um, I don't know. I I prefer my summer Olympics with the sprints, where you can tell where there's a clear winner. I mean, speed skating, you can tell where there's a winner. Well, okay, but I'm talking about the other, you know, ice dancing and 
whatever the hell else they do on the ice and then the snowboarding and the ski tricks and yeah it's it's all just arbitrary scoring to me quinny in or out winter olympics i am in um i i jordan raises a good point about i have no idea what i'm looking for um (laughs) that's exactly it (laughs) but that being said I do know that when Sean White lands something and my my body stands up without me telling it to stand up, I know that it was pretty cool. Um, it could be the Mountain Dew, but I knew that it was pretty cool. Um, what is it with you and Mountain Dew, man? I love caffeine. Um, but anyway, I'm in. Uh, I, I like events that bring people together. It's something that I know I can actually participate in the family group chat about. Um, I, I know that it's something I can talk about with coworkers. Um, and I know that it's something I can put on with my significant other and not beat the bachelor winter games, which I am out on. Oh, I should have been the last one. Uh, I'm in on the winter Olympics. I might like them more than the summer Olympics. And I don't really even know why. Like, I think that the summer Olympics has more sports that are, uh, more or less like actual sports where it's, I don't know. It's something you think of as like this, this athletic feat where you're training for your entire life. But that's also true of the winter Olympics. It's a little less true of like, I don't know. Curling is, is the one that pops to mind, but there's stuff like that. Equestrian in the summer Olympics is the equivalent where it's like not, it doesn't count. It's just like a it's a drinking game. But I I think I like Winter Olympics because every single sport seems like it has like an um, like an added element of danger almost. Like where sprinting is like super hard and incredibly impressive when you're doing speed skating, you're on ice and you could slip and fall off the track at any moment and that's <laughs> insane. And these these razor sharp blades are attached to everyone's feet or ski jumping where you're jumping the length of a football field just for no reason. It's because you want a gold medal <laughs> or a skeleton or luge pick one. They're both the most dangerous sport ever. You're just sliding down this stupid tube, like either head or feet first, but either way it's a health hazard. I don't know. Come on, just... come on, Roger. Have you ever been spiked by a track cleat? Or have you <laughs> I... ever been underneath a javelin thrower as he's literally chucking a spear? Hey, man, I was weapon? at the Battle of Sparta. And I, <laughs> more uh, realistically, I played D-line and a 350-pound O-lineman stepped on my calf, and it did not feel great. <laughs> I think a ca- uh, track cleat probably would have hurt more. But I get it. I get the point. <laughs> Parallels. So I, I, I am drawn to the Winter Olympics um, in that there are events that I think, oh yeah, I might be able to do that. Whereas the Summer Olympics, I go, there's no way I could ever run as fast as they're running. Yeah, I there's something that I don't like about the Winter Olympics, and it seems like it almost is. It's not purposely excluding like all the hot countries where it's hot where people tend to not be white, but that is part of it. When you see a a country like uh, anything from Africa or South America doing well at the Winter Olympics, it's always like a feel-good story, and it feels like, I don't know, they should just be included. Like That's why the Summer Olympics feels more inclusive to me than the Winter Olympics, but I like the, the, the... danger i guess of the winter olympics better where you're jumping a football field in the air and possibly dying i don't know there's definitely a socioeconomic factor to me hockey is is the thing like you need to be a a a thousand air i guess to even consider playing hockey or doing any of these sports there's uh, an equipment threshold that you have to meet and if you're from a poor country you're just not going to be able to do any of these. Yeah. So on that happy note. So the Winter Olympics is Batman <laughs> and Summer Olympics is Superman. Got it. 
<laughs> what does that even mean? So uh, where can we find you guys on social media? Quinn? Uh, you can find me on, on Twitter at HelloQuinny. Um, or you can try to find me on, uh, on Vine 2 coming out soon. Probably also at HelloQuinny. Yeah. <laughs> just just uh, HelloQuinny on Twitter is, is fine. Jordan, whose feed this is, where can we find you on social media and or other uh, platforms? Yep, you can catch me on the Twitters at Jordan underscore Smith 27. Uh, you cannot catch me on Snapchat because the new update is fucked. So too bad. <laughs> and it's fine because the Snapchats are just okay. I'm Roger and you can follow hey. me on Twitter at Raj underscore Podge, P-O-D-G-E. Uh, I'm I think that's Raj15 Podge on Instagram. My my instas are pretty lame. But thank you for listening. Uh, this has been Podchat. Play us out, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>